What's up, everybody? We are back, and I am sick. But we're still out here recording. Quinn here with you. Got the boys with me, Sammy, Kobe. What's going on, Sammy? Nothing, buddy. Looking forward to uh, hanging out with you for the next hour, hour and a half. Uh, got myself some diplomatical rum today. Pairs well with a cigar. Uh, something that's not too expensive. So go check that out. And as always, I'm smoking a cigar. Got a uh, my father, ladies, you think it might have been the same thing I was smoking last week. I'm consistent, if nothing, nothing else. And I got this cigar at Best Cigar Prices, in case you were wondering. Go hit them up as well, bestcigarprices.com. I've uh, got a promo code, Sammy Claus, 10% off everything in the store. And they, uh, they match any price that you can find on the internet, any place else. They stand by that Best Cigar Prices name. So uh, hit up our buddies over there. Use that promo code, 10% off the entire store. Uh, what are you, what's going on with you, Kobe? Um, just, I'm watching the Steelers game. So like if I, if I, I'm only kind of half in this, cause of course I'm half in the game as well. Um, but I'm just chilling. Uh, I'm not drinking tonight. Um, uh, saving up for later in the week. So just drinking a diet Mountain Dew. Uh, what about you, Quinn? I'm hanging out right now. Um, yeah, me and Kobe kind of joked about this earlier. My voice is gone. He's going to be watching the Steelers game. Uh, Sammy, you got to carry this week. Oh, but guys, I don't know. I don't know if that's Yeah, I got happen. bad news, boss. You're up. You're up to bat. <laughs> uh, it's bottom of the ninth, two outs, down one, no one on. Hit a homer. Um, yeah, we lost. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Sammy would be eighth in the batting uh, uh, batting order. <laughs> maybe, maybe ninth. Well, no, they're still a pitcher. They're still the pitcher. I don't know, guys. You've never seen me play <laughs> baseball. Let me tell you a quick story. Let me tell you a quick story. I know one of my buddies that uh that listens to the pod. He he can attest to this. So my father was a really good baseball and softball player. He uh he was drafted by the White Sox same year that he uh, joined the Navy and ended up having to go to Vietnam. So, yeah, like I said, very very good baseball softball player. I would play softball when I was younger, down in Florida, and I was so bad that people would ask me, is your dad embarrassed of you? Cause I am that bad. I mean, like, Oh my God, <laughs> there's a, there's a chance that I could strike out in softball playing. It's, it's bad. I don't, I don't understand how it happened. Uh, my, and my grandfather was drafted by the Cubs and played in the Cubs organization for a long time too. So I've got baseball in the family and uh, yeah, uh, I'm awful. I'm, I'm atrocious. Yeah, I found out the uh, I found out fairly recently that I can throw like mid eighties with no baseball training as a lefty. Uh, you should have. Uh, I, I was about to say I feel like I missed a calling here. Yeah, yeah, you probably did. But um, yeah, we're hanging out. Um, you know, might be sick. So best thing to ease a sore throat: some bourbon. Ain't got any bourbon, but I do have a bourbon barrel aged. Uh, Imperial Stout Narwhal from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Um, Close enough. Close yeah, enough. It's, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, it's Sierra Nevada's one of my favorite brewing companies. Obviously, Stone is my favorite, but Sierra Nevada's way up there for me. One of my favorite things on all their bottles or cans, you'll always see this low this uh, label, and it's hilarious to me. Family owned, operated, and argued over. <laughs> And I just, I love it so much. But yeah. I'm sure that, I'm sure that that's probably an understatement. Yeah, it is. They argued about that being the slogan. And that's how they came up with it. It's just like they argued for like a month about what the slogan should be. Fucking fine. Like, that's going to, fine. That's the slogan. Fine. 
<laughs> yeah, so so on the can it says here it says uh deep in our barrel room out of light's reach our legendary narwhal imperial stout rests in bourbon barrels for nearly a year after aging it emerges anew rich with notes of oak vanilla and coconut layered into the stout's malt flavors of dark chocolate and espresso enjoy this beast of a beer and I've always loved their narwhal, and I've never had their bourbon barrel, and it really does add a whole new aspect to it. So, yeah, solid beer. Nice. <laughs> but you know what else is solid? Winning money. You can win money with Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive awarded over $140,000 guaranteed in NFL week one, and they have awarded over $4 million. Thrive's featured $100,000 guaranteed contest is $20 to enter, and first place takes home $20,000. Use promo code FFAffair when you sign up today, and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. I feel like with my voice like this, I, I feel like great value Jason Statham. Doesn't he have a British accent? That's why I'm the great value brand. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That's fine. Hey, did you yeah. guys uh did you did you guys watch the UFC this weekend? I did not. What was I doing Saturday? Oh, I was working a hockey game. The puck dropped at 10 30 p.m. Ooh, that's that's tough. That was why. Kobe, did you happen to see it this weekend? I, I didn't. So this was probably one of the best cards that I have ever seen. And it wasn't just a pay-per-view. It was the prelims. It was the early prelims. I was so pissed. I, I was so pissed I couldn't watch it. So, so this is – it started with the, the – I think there was five fights in the early prelims. It doesn't – the early ones usually you can just write off. Well, the last two in the early prelims were fantastic fights and knockouts. All five fights in the regular prelims – were knockouts. Then you get to the main card. The first fight was, it went to a decision, but it was possibly the fight of the year and definitely had the round of the year so far in it. Um, next fight was another good slugfest standing toe to toe. I think that one ended up a knockout. The next one was a great fight that went to, uh, went to a decision, but it was still a great fight. And I wanted to talk about Frankie Edgar. Did you guys see the pictures of that dude on Twitter? I just sent you one uh, via text of this dude's face he gets an up kick straight down the middle catches him on oh the my chin, god catches him on the chin and I, I saw i saw a tweet earlier today i didn't want to go back and try to find it before i sent you guys this it went back a thousand year evolution the look on it that the way his face looks he looks like a neanderthal because his face is compressed it is absolutely ridiculous 
Uh, yeah, one, one of the most uh, most crazy knockouts I've ever seen. Just a straight up kick right to the chin. It was a, a great UFC card, top to bottom, and and that was probably the highlight. That knockout was just insane. Yeah, I mean, anytime you see Usman Covington, you know it's going to be a good card to go with that too. Oh yeah, I mean that was the main event. I didn't even talk about that. It went to a decision, but it was a great fight where yeah, Us- Usman. That definitively won the first two rounds. I was gonna say, and, I call it the third round of that. And Covington started coming on at the end of the third second through the fifth, and made it a good fight in the third. And then he won a, he, he definitely won one round of, of the four and five. And I would say the other one, I would have tilted his way, make it three two Usman, but it was a close fight, a great comeback by him. But um, so that was, that was their third time fighting, wasn't it? Second. Second, and Usman took both, correct? That's right. And yeah, so that's done. Went to five, and, and Usman ended up knocking him out. I, I don't know if that guy could be beat, man. He, Usman's something else. He really I is. mean, when, like, and then, like, he beat Masvidal, too. Like, he just keeps walking through, like, these stars that the UFC is trying to throw at him, and he just yep. knocks them all out or just beats them. Yeah, it's, he's an impressive it's, dude right now. It's going to take somebody. It's going to be like the same situation that you see in a lot of the women's side of it right now, where there's just so many super dominant champions. You're like, there is nobody that is currently in the UFC that can beat them. And you're going to need somebody new to rise up through the ranks and get to the championship and beat up. Well, it'll be somebody that you don't expect. Yep. Hey, I kind of derailed us there. I apologize. What, what do we got on the docket for today, Quinn? Yeah, so, of course, we're going to go over week nine and the chaos that was week nine. Um, then we're going to talk Odell Beckham. He's got, you know, obviously everyone knows now he's entering, he entered the waiver pool. I think a team will have, I think he'll be claimed by tomorrow, I think is how that works. That's right. Yeah, so he'll be claimed by tomorrow. Um, We've got kind of like the seven favorites from like the rumor mill on where he's more likely to go uh, and what his fantasy value would look like with each of these landing spots. Um, And then, of course, we're going to go into week 10 game picks, X factors. And then, as always, prime beef takes, Sammy's number one bullshit, outro, and I'll hit you with that music moment. Y'all ready to go? Let's go, buddy. All right, let's get right into it. Week nine. Um, Things happened. Upsets happened. Teams that we all, as a football world, thought were going to win, lost. Thanks, Bills. Uh, Thanks, Cowboys. There's a few more out there. Yeah. um, Kobe, what what are your takeaways from this week? Um, well, first, how did the Jags beat the Bills? That's I like I, I don't care how many times I look at the stats or the highlights, whatever. I I none of it makes sense. Well, it, no, this is the most logical way to put it. Josh Allen is better than Josh Allen. That's right. Josh Allen recorded a sack, an interception, and a fumble recovery from Josh Allen. It it was hilarious if you were watching red zone. Because they kept you up to date on all of that the same way that they would keep you up to date on scoring plays. 
Like it was, it was absolutely stupid. Yeah. Um, fun fact, Josh Allen also got the, uh, team of the week like master item this week for uh madden uh madden ultimate team he's got a he just got a 93 overall card that's coming out tomorrow so yeah good for him had according to ea the best week of any player in the league hey, so I, I can tell you what i think part of the reason they, they lost that game was they have completely abandoned the run and i understand that they're a, a pass first team to, that Jags team was playing way, way, way over their head. Slow that game down. You got better players. You got better athletes. Run the ball a little bit. Mix it up and, and take your shots. Don't just rely solely on, on Josh Allen's arm. It was uh, When I looked at those stats and I saw that the running backs combined for nine carries in that game for, for uh, 22 yards, it was just like, what the hell? What are you doing? Like, the Steelers, too. They refused to run the ball. It's so weird, man. But what are the Bears doing? Did you just watch the TJ Watt sack? Yeah. They just decided not to block three people. Yeah. What the High fuck Smith just happened? The Highsmith comes around the edge, and the only reason he gets touched is because that's the where the play action was, and the running back saw him. And TJ Watt came right off the edge completely – they like it was legit three unblocked players. The term the term I, naked bootleg is a figure of speech. You're not supposed to literally leave him out there naked to dry. I was gonna say maybe it was a screen, but watching David Montgomery, it was definitely not a screen. No, that was that was a really bad play. Wormly, worm, worm, worm. He's not fast enough. Hey, so so what else? What else do we want to talk about from from this crazy ass week? I know we, we touched on the bills a little bit there. Anything else we need to discuss with the, the Jags? Does this make them a little bit more serious or is just a fluke? This is a fluke. This is such I mean, a fluke. it wasn't like the Jags offense showed up at all. <laughs> they just won nine to six. Less than 220 total yards. It's one of the ugliest games of football I've ever seen. Now, granted, really? which was the fucking game last week? There was a game. Oh, it was the fucking Texans Dolphins game. It had like an outrageous. How many turnovers happened in that game? I know Tyrod threw three picks by himself. It was bad. Yeah, it was. Well, we knew it was going to be a bad game. I knew what it was call, bad. What, what did I call? What did I call for a shit draw? Teams combined it, for nine turnovers. Nine. What the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Nine. Yeah, I knew it was bad. I did not know the number because I didn't watch the video, but I knew it was bad when the NFL's uh, YouTube page put out a video on just a compilation of the turnovers in that game. Hey, what, one takeaway I do have from that game is uh, it's got to be Davis Mills, right, the rest of the year? What have you got to lose? Why not try out this guy and let him get his fucking run? Exactly. Also, That's my what thought. is this now going to be the third time in Tyrod's career that he's lost a starting job with now three different teams? You know, his three most recent teams, he's lost his starting job due to an injury. 
Because, like, well, let's be real. Tyrod didn't look bad before he got hurt. He didn't look great, but he looked like Tyrod. Mediocrity. Yeah. Dude, Tyrod is so aggressively average at his best. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is the Jeff Fisher of NFL quarterbacks. Mm. <laughs> hovering, right, hovering right around 500. That's the ceiling, huh? That's, yep. That's, <laughs> that's actually a perfect uh, analogy, Quinn. And, like, if you put him on, he's never going to win you games. But Tyrod. He also will never lose you a game. Uh, he did. He just lost. Uh, in that, in that yeah. case, yeah. But yeah, you can't you can't say never and then rewind it twenty four hours and, then, and say, oh, well, there's an example. <laughs> that is, that is honestly like the first time I can ever think of of Tyrod losing a team a game. Yeah, that, that's what I'm in all I, seriousness, I though. Yeah, more like, than one or two turnovers in a game. Traditionally, you know, normally, he is a very ball safe game manager i remember because you know he played one game for the chargers last year he played us he played for us when we played the bengals and (laughs) we won that game and it was like one of the most ugly and just not fun football to watch wins i've ever seen i was like you know what we got the win sure but man that sucked to watch and then Herbert came in the next week because we punched a hole in Tyrod's lung. And That's we the, lost still, to the – still comedy to me. Um, I, I still believe that Dr. – Oh, 100% he had Herbert in <laughs> Dynasty, without a doubt in my mind. Um, <laughs> but, you know, we lost that game to the Chiefs in overtime, and I enjoyed watching us lose that game in overtime so much more than I enjoyed watching us win, the Bengal, win, win against the Bengals. Hey, I got some other uh, some other stat. Oh wow! Me. Hang on, that's a really interesting stat. Most starts by a QB at a single venue. Brady's at one thirty-five at Gillette. Uh, with this game, Big Ben just hit one twenty at Heinz Field, surpassing um, Brett surpassing Favre. Brett Favre at one nineteen at Lambeau. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's a longevity stat, though. But I mean. Still, though, not just longevity, but longevity with one team, also health, like an Iron Man thing. Yeah. Yeah. He literally surpassed the Iron Man at quarterback of Brett Favre. Hey, a couple, a couple other things, and, and feel free to interject or throw anything else you guys want to talk about uh, that I thought was interesting when I did a little box score uh, review. Russell Gage. Seven catches, eight targets, 64 yards. It's not huge, but if you're looking for a waiver wire ad, pretty sure he's out there in a, in a lot of different dynasty leagues. He's averaged 21 targets over the last three games. So he had that injury he's coming back. You got no Calvin Ridley, which is going to open up the opportunities for Gage. Uh, I could, he's, a, he's a good waiver wire ad, in my opinion. What's that other now. fucking guy, Zacchaeus or something like that? Yeah, he got the two touchdowns. Uh, Kenyon Drake, another another guy. I'm I'm sure he's picked up in in the vast majority of leagues, but he's getting yards, man. Hundred total yards this week. Uh, six six catches on eight targets. Uh, we you kind of mentioned him a little bit earlier, Ty, but Ty uh, or Ty Quinn, but Ty Conklin. Uh, he's averaging five targets a game in his last five, and this yep. week he had five catches on seven targets for 45 yards. Again, uh, not somebody that that you need to. 
a start every week, but if you got an injury, if you're looking for a waiver wire ad uh, because of a buy, something like that, not a bad pickup. That was um, no, yeah, the 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 Ty Conklin play that was my play this week in uh in one of my leagues because I had Kittle and Hawkinson. Hawkinson's on a buy, so and then. They said Kittle was on a pitch count, was only going to play half the game. So, like, I don't trust that from a fantasy perspective. In hindsight, I guess I just should have. But nah, pregame, I think you made yeah. the right move. I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, but pre pre that, I was like, oh shit, I don't like this. And then I had somebody on my team get because I was trying to figure out who the fuck to cut to get another tight end in there. Then I don't even remember who it was, but somebody got put on IR that was on my team. I moved him to IR and picked up Ty Conklin and started him. And I was, I literally started him with the expectations. Like I need like nine to 10 points. He put up a nine and a half. It's like, perfect. There you go. That's, that's right. He, he was like right on par with where I wanted him to be. I actually think he literally matched his projection for the week. Um, and, you know, I'm blowing Kobe out in that fantasy matchup. So. <laughs> I'm just it's, ignoring you. It's 167 to 97. You ain't got to worry about it. High hey, score of the week. Another one I, I, I want to highlight from the same game is Devonta Freeman. 13 carries for 79 yards. Looks like he might be the lead back. We'll see what happens when Octavius Murray comes back. Uh, but for now, until but Murray does. Le'Veon made some plays too. Oh, yeah, it's Devonta Parker. Devonta Parker was the one I had that I put on IR. So, so Freeman. I think he's a, he's a, he's a good ad. I know we've talked about him at least twice, maybe three times over the past couple of weeks. He didn't get that vulture TV TD like he has in the past, but again, 13 carries for 79 yards. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I'm a big proponent of staying away from those big committee systems. And that's still going to be my situation here. Like I got to be really damn desperate to pick up any of the Ravens running backs because at the end of the day, which Ravens running back had the most yards, Lamar Jackson with 120. That's right. So uh, what one thing I, I thought was interesting, I just pissed the, off a lot of Baltimore fans and I don't fucking care. One thing I thought that was interesting from the Eagles game was, uh, you know, you, you've got Devonte Smith going five catches, six, six targets, 116 yards, one TD. That's great. But for me, it was more Jalen Hurts, 162 yards passing on 9.5 yards per attempt. So that that means that that tells me that they're playing now, like a big, big play. Now hang on. Go ahead. You I was going to say, there's, team. there's a side story to this. The Chargers, Michael Davis and Asante Samuel are two outside corners, both out. Tavon Campbell's playing, but has a bad groin. And then our other corner, Ryan Davis, who we called up from the practice squad, tears his ACL in the second quarter. We were like pulling people out of the stands and saying guard Devonta Smith. So. But it's, it's, it's not just Smith. It's yeah, but it's our entire secondary outside of our safety. Our corners were all dead. I I hear what you're saying. It's the 9.5 yards per attempt, which means. They're trying to throw deep. That's fair. They're, they, I, I think it's something to keep an eye on, and it might make that wide receiving core that we've called just absolute garbage before in, in Philadelphia, it might make Devontae Smith or, or Goddard or even a Jalen Rager, if he can 
see the field a little bit more often and more consistently might make them serviceable moving forward. Yeah. I mean, I think they definitely benefited from playing a very weakened secondary. Um, but that's kind of what you would want to see them doing period is, right. yeah, you know, is trying to push that ball down the field a bit more. It shows you and, that they're capable. of. And I'll tell you the other thing that they really did well in that game was using Jalen Hurts' legs, not as much from like a designed run perspective, but uh, letting him have the freedom to decide when to scramble perspective. Like there were a lot of plays, like there were like, there was one drive, I think it was like third and eight plus two, two series in a row. Like they, you know, third and eight, Hurts uh, makes a scramble, gets the first down. They get back to like third and 10. Hurts makes a scramble, gets the first down. Neither of those plays were meant to be a Hurts scramble. He just realized that he had it. And that's what their offense is, though. It's, it's, that's their offense. And then they, if they can combine a deep shot with that every once in a while off play action or a, off him extending a play, then I'm, I'm getting a little bit higher on, on them. Now, granted, this is, this is a one-time thing. Let's see if they can consistently do it moving forward. Um, and I understand the injuries, but it's something that I'm going to keep an eye on moving forward. Yeah. And that it was, I remember the chart when the chargers ruled out both Vato and uh, Asante, I literally sent it to Kobe because Popper broke the news. And if the news gets broken by a team's beat reporter before it hits like Schefter or uh, Rappaport, you can usually beat the betting sites before the line moves. And I sent it to Kobe. I was like, now is your time to bet the over. And he bet the over right then. It was at 49 and a half and it hit. So I think it was at 47 and a half at that point. Yeah. And I think I think it was at fifty five and a half by the time the game started, because of all the injuries. But I got I got two more I want to bring up. San Francisco, eleven carries, thirty nine yards, and they are a run first offense. Yep. So I understand they were down seventeen nothing at one point. At halftime though, it was seventeen seven. I mean, they had to and deal to with me, the goat Colt McCoy. What are you going to do? And I just don't I I don't understand why you abandon the run in a 17 to seven game. I mean, that's, that's their, that's what they do. That's their bread and butter. Run the ball, get back in the game. You got plenty of time in the second half. It just seemed like a really, really weird decision. Uh, to, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, when I saw that, it, it really jumped out. I mean, it was really, really odd. I wanted to bring up. And the yeah, last I got to say, go ahead. Uh, in like in hindsight on my game picks, if I knew that the Cardinals backup QB was Colt McCoy, I probably still would have taken him. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought it was still like Drew Stanton or some shit. And I was like, yeah, they're fucked. No, it's Colt McCoy. Like he's not bad. He's not good, but he ain't bad. But yeah, that was my own lack of research leading to a wrong pick, but whatever. All right, last, last thing I got for you, and this was absolutely crazy. So did you guys watch the Titans-Rams game last night? Yeah, I had it on. So to me, it, it looked like it. the Titans, I don't want to say they ran away with it. I mean, it ended up being 28-16, but it never really seemed like the Titans were in control. At least that was my opinion. 
they only I mean, had they only had 190 yards of offense. Yeah, what did the Rams have? Uh, about 350. Mm-hmm. And remember, they started one of their drives on the two yard line. It just it just seemed weird. Like when I looked at that, I thought, man, there is nothing to take away here because they didn't even get 200 yards of offense. Like it's just it it was a really really weird stat to have a team control the majority of that game and really not do a whole heck of a lot on offense. And I think that really speaks to their defense in a lot of ways and opportune turnovers and, you know, field position battle. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the recovering the muffed punt was, was a big one. And I do get that. It gives you a short field, but, but still there's plenty of other possessions in there to, where you would expect them to get some yards and not be held under 200 yards of total offense. It's just, it's just really weird to me. Yeah, like I know because A.J. Brown was banged up. I thought Julio was really going to excel in that game. Uh, and he didn't do jack shit. So. No, he, he absolutely did not. That's been that's probably been my biggest fantasy miss of the year because I have a lot of stock in Julio because I really liked his scenario going to Tennessee and it has not paid out between injuries and just lack of production. Yeah, I mean, you expect him to kind of be a 1B uh, yeah, you know, he's going into a very similar situation as as what he had in Atlanta with Calvin Ridley on the other side. Now, granted, he was the undisputed number one there, but yeah, but still, like another another good wideout on the other side, you expect him to get his looks. Yeah, that was that was kind of my thought. I was like, I know that, like you know, Derrick Henry's there, and Derrick Henry's you know the true one A. But I kind of you know when it came to passing, I almost thought that him and AJ Brown would be almost one A and one A, if that makes sense, you know. Like there wasn't truly a one, a one B like it was almost going to be an even split, but like even AJ Brown outside of those, you know, few games where Julio has been out, hasn't been that crazy good. Um, See, I don't, I don't, but I, I'm not too worried about him after this game in particular earlier in the yeah. season. Cause I, I got some AJ Brown shares. So I follow him pretty closely, but this game, he still had 11 targets. So I feel good about that. Only five receptions, but he's, he's still getting, getting looks and that's 11 targets out of 27 total passes. Real quick, that pass from Justin Fields to Cole Komet was fucking gorgeous. That was good. It was a good one. I have the. I feel like these last couple of weeks, Justin Fields has really grown. He had that absolute shit show performance. You know, the one week I had to start him in fantasy, but the two <laughs> weeks after that, I feel like he's really bounced back, and has looked like an NFL caliber quarterback. And this is a good Steelers defense. And honestly, the last drive, he got fucked over by an illegal man downfield. It wasn't even, you know, he made a great play to at least set up a field goal and then gets fucked by a penalty. Go ahead, ahead, Kobe. Sorry. I said then they had to punt. I was just finishing that. Yeah. Yeah, it went from what would have been like a fourth and five to like a fourth and 23. Out of that penalty. Yeah, out of field goal range. It went from they were gonna be on like the 25 yard line to like the to to like mid fucking field. So yeah. Literally went from three points to punting. Um 
But yeah, next up here, Odell Beckham. Unless, uh, unless one of you, either of y'all have anything else for week nine before we jump into Odell. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Yeah. Well, now there's one more thing I want to chime in. Fucking Justin Herbert. The dude just put up the best completion percentage of his career. Went 32 for 38 through the air. Threw for 331 yards, two touchdowns, and had one on the ground as well. Um, he's at 356. 356. Um, and so, and, and then of those six incompletions, two were drops and one was a spike. If you like, because everyone started to say, you know, the NFL's figured out Justin Herbert after those two games that he, you know, that he was a bit off the mark between the uh, the Ravens and the Patriots game. Yeah, no. Justin Herbert's still a baller. The other thing that happened on uh, Sunday, Justin Herbert hit his 600th career completion. He is the only player in NFL history to do so through his first 25 starts. So, yeah, just wanted to throw in my Herbert. Herbert's a baller uh, moment there. Dude, yeah, he's, dude's uh... legit. He's um, he's kind of showing himself to be a de- definitive. Uh, oh, I should say definitive. Arguably a top five superflex dynasty player. Yeah, I, I think he's. I think he's that good. He's he's so young. There's a reason because, like in our dynasty league, I took him pretty early. Yeah, I mean, some well, of that's sure. Some of that's Chargers bias, but there's a good chunk of that that's. I know that he's in a position to succeed, and he's as young as he is. And I mean, I know our league's not super flex, but, you know, I took him and Justin Fields. Like, I feel like I was pretty smart at the quarterback position in our league. You know, targeting youth. What What the fuck uh, was that throw? What do you you have for uh, OBJ? Yeah, so um, I've got a list here kind of from flipping through Twitter. Um, looking at different rumor mills, you're kind of seeing expectations, uh, Vegas odds on landing spots, every, you know, really exploring a lot of different options over the last few, few days, uh, Odell Beckham's landing spots. So I want to talk, I got seven teams listed. I want to talk if he goes, if he goes here or we'll, we'll start with, do you think he lands here? Or do you think there's a chance he lands here? And if he does, even if you don't think there's a chance, even if he does, what do you think his fantasy value looks like if he winds up on this team? First team we got here, um, they just got Deshaun Jackson. So I think that might knock back the odds of him landing here a little bit, but I I could still see it happening. The Vegas Raiders, uh, Odell Beckham landing there. They missed out on their last diva with uh, Antonio Brown, you know, He's called the coach a racist. We all said he had CTE. Turns out he was right. Um, but that's not the point. Uh, yeah, Odo Beckham to the Raiders. Sammy, what do you think here? you think he's going to go here? Or do you think there's a chance they get him? And what do you think for his fantasy value? Chance, yes. Um, but, but definitely not the prohibitive favorite in my mind. 
Uh, I think he could definitely work out pretty decently there. Uh, yeah, you got you, you got D-Jax. That's all well and good, but OBJ and him are, are different type receivers. Uh, D-Jax is, is kind of on his last leg. He's always just been our straight burner. So I think he could fit in that offense well. I think that there would be some fantasy upside there, but I don't think that, uh, that that's his landing spot. Kobe. Uh like Sammy said, um, not the top pick, but I think there's a chance. And I think it would work out. You'd have OBJ do more like the route runner stuff underneath. Djax, he's not the same uh, uh, out the gate like he used to be, but you know that could be a good duo um, in terms of fantasy. Of course, Odell would get a lot more of the targets than than Djax would, but their targets wouldn't really uh, interfere with one another because they're two different roles on the team. Yeah. I'm, I'm right with the two of y'all. I think, yeah, obviously DJX has lost a step, but he did prove in his like in a shortened time with, um, with the Rams, he's still got burners. I don't think anyone can deny that he can still beat most corners in a straight line. The dude's still fast as shit. Even at, you know, even though father time is knocking on the door. Um, I think it's not so much his speed. He still has that 40 yard dash time. I think it's more his cuts. His his double moves aren't as uh, believable. Yeah, yeah it, no, I mean it's it's hey, I'm gonna run in a straight line. Keep up. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of where he's lost his step because you saw him in the past make a quick double move on a sure, on sure. a post corner, and he's wide slam open 95 yards down the field. You know, I, I think he's he all he really has left is that ability because if he makes a cut. You know, he's kind of leaning into it more. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of what I was saying. I was like, you know, he's still straight line speed faster than a lot of corners in football, which you wouldn't expect from a guy at Deshaun's age. But he's still got that. And that at least, you know, you probably catch somebody once a game with that. You know, even if it's only once a game, if you're good for one 75-yard touchdown a game, cool. That you rely cool on your quarterback fantasy, to hit. Cool and reg just football? <laughs> Just now you rely on your quarterback to hit that throw. Cause you're going to get them once a game. If you miss it, that's it. You missed it. That was your one. So that, at that point it comes down to car. Um, but yeah, no, I think Odell could definitely flourish here as a true wide receiver one. I mean, we're looking at a team right now whose wide receiver one is Hunter Renfro, which says enough as is. Um, yeah, so, uh, but I'm with the both of y'all. I don't think it's my favorite landing spot there. Uh, next team we got here, the New Orleans Saints. Um, Kobe, we'll go to you first. You're muted. Shit. This is probably the one of the top two or three teams I think he'll he'll go to. One, it's his hometown team. Um, two, having the opportunity to play aside, alongside Mike Thomas, um, and you know the quarterback situation is not the best there, um, but hometown team still there. And I think obviously he'd bring a lot of fantasy value there, especially with Mike Thomas's questionable health. Is he coming back this week? He's done this year. Done for the year. He's done for the year? Yeah. yeah. So, 
Okay, I missed that. Um, well, then, yeah, then he's going to be the wide receiver one there. He's going to get all the targets he wants. Yeah, I look at it a little bit differently. Um, they already have headaches with, with one diva receiver there in Michael Thomas. And, yeah, he's shutting it down for this year, so he, he's probably going to be out of the building more than he's in it. But does this, this Sean Payton want to deal with that, uh, especially when he's trying to figure out what his quarterback situation is going to look like? Uh, I don't see it. I think they lean more on Kamara. Uh, I, after watching this week, I, I don't I don't expect them to be challengers, even though I, I picked them as a wild card. I think they're going to fall off the, the, the pace. I don't think Trevor Simeon's good enough, and I don't think Taysom Hill – uh, well, being dynamic with his legs, I definitely don't think he's got the arm talent to uh, to make them make them viable candidates. And I think that's going to – even if they signed Odell, I don't think that would be a, a very good fantasy option for him. Yeah, I think this week I witnessed a franchise decision that rivals the entirety of Bill O'Brien of, hey – we have two quarterbacks. One is a glorified practice squad guy. The other one, we're paying $140 million over four years. Let's start the practice squad guy. So, so the, the only thing that I would, the only caveat I throw out there with that is Taysom Hill just came back. I don't know how much practice time he had. Yeah. Let me put it this way. If, Taysom Hill doesn't start this week. That organization is as dysfunctional as the Texans under Bill O'Brien. That's my take. That's pathetic. And with that 140 million, I think it's all avoidable, right? Like, I don't think they would have to pay him. I don't think there was a whole lot of guaranteed money in there. Put it that way. But still, you don't ink a guy like that if you don't ever intend to start him, period. You don't ink a gadget player to that contract ever. Did Devin Hester ever make that much money? We're talking different positions now. No, we're not. Does Taysom Hill play quarterback? Sometimes. Mm. So did Odo Beckham. He's thrown fucking four passes in his career. It's about rivaling Taysom Hill. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think he starts. Taysom Hill is a glorified gadget player if they're not going to start him. Yeah, I, I think they. I think you're right. Uh, I think they do end up starting him. But I think there's very minimal risk associated with that contract. I don't think the 140 should, should play into it. Yeah, I don't know. I find it dysfunctional. Um, but, yeah, no, I do, I do like him going there if – Taysom Hill is the quarterback because no offense to Trevor Simeon. You couldn't make it with however many different teams you've been on because you're not good. Period. Hey, did you, did you guys, you're speaking mad. Of Trevor, speaking of Trevor Simeon, uh, I don't know who was calling that game, but a, apparently when he came in for Jameis last week, did you hear that he was, <laughs> the broadcast was calling him, Trevor Seaman. Oh, I did hear that. No, I did hear that. I did yeah, not. It was, it was it was like an entire quarter before somebody finally corrected him. It was like, ah, oh, no, that's that's Simeon, bro, not Seaman. 
Oh God. There are so many like names. Funnily enough, it's like fucking kickers usually that I'm like, look, if my name was pronounced a certain way and that was the way it was pronounced, I would tell the NFL it was pronounced differently. Ryan suck up. Yeah. That's what that's a bad one. Like or 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 Kobe blew it. Kobe that's the other it. one. That's the other one I was gonna say. Those are the two I was going with. I was gonna say Ryan suck up. Like if you look at the way Suckup's name is spelled, like you could easily tell the NFL, you're like, nah, it's pronounced a cop. Yep. And then you don't have to deal with the bullshit. Blew it, I don't know where the fuck you go with it, but uh figure it out. Just change it. Just change your fucking name. Change your name, dude. All right, who's next on our list? Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens. Kobe. I don't think there's a real chance of it. Um, but if there was... I'm sensing a lot of bias here. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, no, go just... ahead and get your fantasy aspect, and then we'll talk about why this is the favorite, uh, according to Vegas odds and everyone else. Uh, yeah. I, I just I think it's wrong. Anyway... Um, no, because you know, I want him to go. To I Baltimore. think this is his nightmare scenario is fucking Lamar to Odell. No, because it's it because he'll ruin Baltimore just like he ruined Cleveland. I got them losing all the time. That's what I'm hoping for. But I just I don't think that I think I don't know. Um, but fantasy value would it would bring it would be a good fantasy pick for him because he'd be the number one receiver there over Marquise Brown and company. Um, I worry he wouldn't get the red zone touches he'd likely want, though, uh, because of some bigger targets that are uh, on that team. Sammy. Yeah, this is probably my number two. I think it's a uh, – I think it would be a great landing spot for him. He slots into the Hollywood Brown role. Hollywood Brown has been inconsistent, a lot of drops on uh, potential touchdowns, et cetera. I don't see Odell Beckham dropping those those balls as frequently as as Malcolm Brown has so from a fantasy standpoint uh I think it would be outstanding yeah um this is my favorite landing spot for Odell um and I think from a fantasy perspective it'd be fantastic or he'd be the true number one there but also from a Ravens perspective you've got Rashad Bateman who looks really damn good um I got to watch him in person in his first career start, and he looked solid against the Chargers in literally his first NFL action. He looked better the next week. Um, so, yeah, like what I've seen from Rashad Bateman. And then you've also got – huh? I was going to say, I say it also allows you to put Hollywood Brown in the slot when you go through yep. the receivers, which is where he should actually be playing. Yep. You still got Hollywood Brown, who is already comfortable in that offense, and he can move around. Now you add Odell, and you've got Mark Andrews. Like, that's a scary group of receivers with a great running back tandem, as I call the uh, the Island of Misfit Toys running back group that is the Baltimore Ravens. And then Lamar Jackson can make things happen all the time. So I think you add Odell Beckham to that team. I actually think they might be a Super Bowl contender with the addition of Odell Beckham. More so than they might already be. Um. Next team we got here, the Chargers, which initially there was like no talk of the Chargers landing Odell, and it's kind of ramped up here in the last couple days. 
Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I'm curious where y'all are at on it. Uh, Kobe, we'll start with you. I think it's, it's, it's kind of likely. Um, I, I could see it, you know, get, uh, Keenan get on the recruiting table again. Um, like you did with Devonte Adams earlier in the season, but fantasy perspective, I, I think that would turn into a, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers type of deal where you pretty much have to pick which of those three receivers you think is going to have a big day. Cause it's going to be one of them. You just don't ever know which one, you know, the other two are probably going to max out at 12. They become the, they become the San Francisco running back of fantasy receivers. Yeah. The whole chargers team. Yeah. Yep. Sammy. Yeah. This one is pretty unlikely to me. It might be the least likely of all of them. Um, but the one caveat I'm going to say is depends on the health of Mike Williams. He's not, there's something up with him. Um, he, he started out out of the gates looking really good. We know he's got a pretty shitty injury history in the past. If they think that he's not 100%, and this gives them the opportunity to, uh, to, to rest him for a couple weeks, get him where he needs to be for a, a, a nice little playoff run. Uh, I could see it from that standpoint, but without knowing those details, uh, I, I don't see it. And I agree with you guys from a fantasy standpoint. I think this is a, a killer for the other two and him. I, I, it's, there's just not going to be any consistency there. Yeah, I can give you a little bit of background. Mike's definitely playing banged up right now. He's not a hundred percent. Um, and it is showing in his production. It's a knee, right? Yeah. He's got, he's got a knee issue and he's also dealing with a bit of a hip issue. Uh, same leg, uh, his right leg. Um, and yeah, the chargers are doing, doing as much as they can to keep that issue under wraps, but you can just see it in production. Um, and but yeah, I think I think Kobe's right. All three of those guys, one hundred percent healthy. What the fuck are you looking at in fantasy? As someone who has a lot of stock in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams in a few different leagues, um, please no. Please, as someone uh, as someone who's a Chargers fan and thinks that that receiving core would be the most fearsome shit you've ever seen, please yes. I'll lose all my fantasy leagues if bringing in Odell Beckham wins us a damn ring. So, yeah. Like, I, I don't know what secondary stops uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Odell Beckham. So, you know, a couple different aspects to that. And then I think Odell's, Odell's a free agent after this year, yeah? With the restructure to his contract? I don't know. I think that's what it is. And I think that that could be an added addition to him going to the chargers because he knows the chargers will let him walk. And then he could go wherever he wants from there. Cause the chargers would resign Mike Williams before they resigned Odell. So Odell gets the money or sorry, Mike gets the money. Odell hits free agency and gets the bag. And I think Odell could like that too. So it's not an extremely unlikely landing spot, but I also know that Tom Telesco doesn't like doing things to make teams win. So I'm going to say it doesn't happen. Yikes. If you couldn't tell, I don't like our GM right now. I couldn't. Yeah. Um, I saw enough at the trade deadline to make that decision that he needs to fucking go. <laughs> 
the next team we got here, uh, the team that if you if you follow Schefter on Twitter and you see like you know trade rumors or anything, there's always this one man, Bill Belichick, walking out of a fucking WWE tunnel as a gif in the comments. The New England Patriots. I think it'd be a really interesting landing spot. I'm curious where y'all stand, Sammy. Yeah, it's my favorite right now. This is, this has Bill Belichick written all over it. Um, they need a dynamic playmaker on the outside. They don't have anybody that's a game breaker. Odell can open up that offense quite a bit. And like I said, this is just what Bill Belichick does, man. He finds a guy that's unhappy, that's on the waiver wire, um, you know, makes that trade, makes makes that acquisition. The, the other thing I want to point out is they're going to be higher in waiver priority uh, than than the Rams, so they're going to have their first option there. So I, I could definitely see it, and uh, it wouldn't shock me, and I think it's it would provide a go-to number one. He's going to get a massive target share there. Uh, I think this is a win-win for both the Patriots and Obel, Odell Beckham Jr.'s fantasy value. Kobe. Kobe. Um, I think it would, this. you're right, Sammy. It has Bill Belichick written all over it. Um, young quarterback would love to have someone like Odell Beckham in terms of talent, and, and I think it would definitely translate on the field. If um, th- there's one caveat there, and that's, can Odell being a diva have a negative impact on a, on a young quarterback? The answer is obviously yes, given uh, what has happened with him and Baker. Would it happen in New England? I think you've got a, you've got a better structure there, though, between Belichick, McDaniels. Uh, just, just that organization alone, I think, gives you the, the ability to bring in somebody like that. I mean, they brought in an Antonio Brown. Obviously, it didn't work uh, because of some off-the-field issues that, that were kind of out of the Patriots' control. They brought in a Randy Moss, and, and to your point, that was with, with Tom Brady there, but they still got the organization. Yeah. Um, real quick, I just wanted to chime in. Najee Harris just made the most impressive play I've seen out of him so far. Is it this third down play? Oh, no. It's the second down play. Oh, where he broke that tackle. Yeah. That so was, okay. he got hit a yard in the backfield, breaks that tackle, winds up gaining five, four, something like that. You know, gains a decent chunk of yards. But the bigger thing to me is the tackle that he breaks is Roquan Smith, one of the better tackling linebackers in football, period. And he just, and he just shrugged them off. Like it was nothing. Yeah. Like that's worth noting. That to me is more impressive than getting like a 75 yard rushing touchdown where, you know, you make a cut into a hole and run 75 yards, being able to shrug a tackle from one of the best linebackers in football is really saying something. But, uh, so speaking of the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, real quick, me on the, uh, me on the Patriots landing spot. I like it a lot. I think it makes sense for the entire organization. I think his fantasy value shoots through the roof in New England. But yeah, speaking of the Steelers, next landing spot we got for Odell. Uh, Kobe, it's your team, so we'll go to you. From a from the pure football side of it, I think it would be beautiful. Um, where we're, we're lacking a true wide receiver. One, Chase Claypool is trying to step into that role but I just don't think he 
is there. Yeah, Deontay Johnson running a lot of the slot. You know, get Odell on that tandem. And I think it would open up everything. I think it wouldn't be big for Odell's fantasy value as much as it would be big for Ben's because he would have yet another guy that is pretty much usually is pretty much always open. Um, the one issue, uh, again, is the diva thing. Uh, I don't think it's very likely at all because the Steelers, I think, haven't forgotten what o- what uh, AB did. And I think there's a lot of similarities, and I worry that uh, Odell has that same ego where if he thinks he's the best in the on the team, he thinks he can run the whole ship. Um, Which in the case I, of the Steelers, he would be the best receiver on the team. Well, not just the best receiver, but I mean like uh, A.B., was was great for us whenever he was like Ben Roethlisberger's my quarterback he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and I'm gonna do everything I can to, to, to help him succeed you know what I mean then he kind of lost that felt like well I'm better than you so I so I'll tell you what to do um and of course it didn't work out too well and it wasn't until he got with uh Tom Brady that he kind of said okay nope you're the guy you're the goat I'm gonna listen to you I'm gonna do everything to help you know what I mean and I, I just feel like it would happen again with Odell. Um, and it just seems like drama follows him, so I, I really don't want any part of it. As cool as it would be to see him on the in, in a Steelers uniform. Sammy? Yeah, I can't really see it. Um, you know, we talked about the organization in, in uh, New England and how uh, they, can, they can overcome that. I think they got the same setup with the Steelers. You know, Mike Tomlin's obviously – they, uh, he's an institution there at this point. I think he's coached as many years as Bill Cowher now. Uh, but that, it's not something that they typically do. They don't reach for these guys that are, lack of a better term, head cases. And so I can't really – if it go there, the fantasy value, I, I agree with you. I think it ends up kind of like we talked about with the Chargers or what we alluded to with the Bucks, uh, and, and their wide receiver core. There's, there's not a whole lot of upside with him because of the consistency factor. The one thing I would be concerned about is what does it do for Najee Harris? Uh, I, I could see this being a detriment where they start to go back to, to more of that, that, uh, that passing game where Ben's throwing at 50 times a game. And, yeah, you might pop one here and there with Najee, but I could see him getting away from the run too quickly. Uh, that would be my one concern from a fantasy standpoint if he went there. Yeah, um... I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I think that'd be like the best way for me to put it. Because I could see, because Kobe makes a good point where it almost seems like he has to go somewhere where he has to like at least believe that his quarterback is, you know, elite. And I think the, the teams where that happens are, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Chargers, maybe the Patriots, you know, you know, like he believes in like a future thing, but not the Steelers. Like, you know, I mean, sure. Is big Ben a hall of famer? Yes. Without a doubt. But, but he's most not, of that hall of fame came five, 10 years ago. Yeah. He is a shell of his former self now. And, as a result of that, I think this him and the Pittsburgh would be a nightmare scenario between drama and everything. I think 
the Steelers, as of right now, are a playoff team. In fact, if the playoffs started today, the Chargers would host the Steelers for the wild card round of the playoffs. And I think Odell Beckham going to the Steelers knocks them out of the playoffs. I think it, he would get some fantasy value out of it. Definitely more than he's had with the Browns. But I think if you're an Odell Beckham owner, that's your worst case scenario of these teams we've listed so far. I agree with that. Last team we got here. I think it's a, another intriguing scenario and something that's really coming up more and more over the last couple of days, the Seahawks, Sammy. I can't see it. This, uh, not at all. Like, well, I hadn't seen any of these rumors on Twitter or anywhere. And uh, I was surprised when I saw the, saw the list uh, when you sent out the show sheet. Um, yeah. I, I, I just don't know how he would fit. You, you've already got two young, talented wide receivers in Lockett and DK Metcalf. Uh, I, I don't think he would be a fit there at all. Fantasy value-wise, uh, I think you end up with the same situation uh, to a lesser degree. I think that he would be the clear – I want to say three. I mean, I, I, Lockett's not – he's not DK Metcalf, but at the same time, there's already rapport with, uh, with Russell Wilson. So, I don't see a, a, a fantasy tick going there. I don't think that they're a good enough team where he would actually be interested either. Kobe? Uh, yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I don't know if he'd be wide receiver three. I think uh, I would actually put him ahead of Lockett, but even then they'd be one, uh, 2A and 2B. And it's not going to be good for his fantasy value because he's going to want he's going to go to a place that has a good quarterback, but also has uh, the amount of volume that he's looking for. Because that was one of his big problems as well was not getting the volume, and I just don't think he would get that in Seattle. And wide receivers not where they're lacking. It's interior defense and interior offensive line. So. Um, what do you think, Quinn? Yeah, I think it's an, it's an intriguing uh, rumor that's come up for me. Because I could see him fitting in. And I could see them wanting to make that move to make this playoff push now that Russ is back. I think from a fantasy perspective, it fucking kills him, Metcalf, and Lockett's value. But from a team perspective, I could see it pushing them maybe into that seventh seed after the return of Russell Wilson. So I think it's a it's an intriguing option, but I don't think it would work out. But I'd be really curious to watch the experiment play out in real time. Yeah, so that's that's what we got on a one hand catch man. So, so just just to recap real quick, what's your what's your top one, two, maybe three landing spots, and where do you think he's definitely not going? Just to kind of recap for everybody. Yeah, uh, I'll go first. I think my one my one team that I think he's going to is the Ravens. Second team I've got is the Saints, being that you know went to LSU. That's his hometown team. Um, third team I've got is the Patriots. I definitely don't think he's going to Pittsburgh. Kobe? 
Uh, I'm going to say uh, Patriots number one, then probably Chargers, then Saints. Uh, I think the least likely team would be uh, either the AFC North teams. All right. I would go uh, Patriots, Ravens, and then a distant third, the Saints. And my most unlikely would be Seattle. I do want to say I think it would be comedy if he goes to either the Ravens or the Steelers and just goes ape shit against the Browns. That would make he's, me happy. I think it'd be that, fucking comedy. He's got that mentality. You know, yeah. he'd want, he'd want to, that's he'd want why to the Ravens are my favorite because I think that's where he thinks he could go and just fuck the Browns. All right, what do we got next, Quinn? Well, next up, we got your good old weekly segment of Shots Fired. Shots, 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 shots. Uh, Sam, you want to do it with me? Thank you. <laughs> so, as always with Shots Fired, the guys are going to have 30 seconds to make their game picks. And select their X factor for the game. I'll throw in my pick afterwards. Give a really brief explanation if it's required. And if they run out of time, you'll hear this sound. So we'll dive into last week's picks. And um, they were not pretty. They sound about it. when reading these, it'll sound about as good as, as good as my voice does right now. Um, Sammy, with the single-handed worst week that any of the three of us have had all year, Sammy went three and ten last week, bringing his one. overall record to eighty-seven and forty-eight. You have something you wanted to chime in there, Sammy? I just said it was tough, guys. It was tough. I'm sorry. That was it. It was a rough week, and it was a really rough week for you. But it wasn't. It wasn't much better for me. I went five and eight last week, but it was enough. I was back two games on Sammy. I was back a game, so I beat him by two. So therefore, your boys in first place, eighty-eight and forty-seven. We're in number. We're we're number one now. For now. Yeah, you, you can say for now all you want, Mr. 3 and 10. Uh, Kobe on the week had the best record of the week. Still a negative record, but we all had the – this is all pending Monday night football. We all have the Steelers, so Kobe has a chance to break even here. He's 6 and 7, uh, 75 and 60 on the year. So for you listeners out there that have been following, this is technically now the halfway point of the year. Um, so, you know, we're halfway through. I'm up by one game on Sammy. Kobe's the underdog. He's back, uh, 13 games from me right now. Uh, 12 games from Sammy. So, you know, tweet at any of us, uh, and let, let, let us know, you know, who do you think is going to actually win this at the end of the year? Who do you think is going to have the most correct calls by the end of the year? Who's going to have the winning record? come the end of week 18. But with that, 
It's time to make some decisions, boys. Let's get right into it. The Ravens heading to Miami to take on the maybe Tua led. I don't know. Brissett, I know, played for played last week. I don't know. It, did Tua get hurt again? Yeah, he's hurt again. He's hurt again. Yeah, probably better for the Dolphins anyway. Um, Ravens heading to Miami to play the Dolphins. Who y'all got? Uh, Sammy. I'm going to go with Baltimore. Uh, my X factor is going to be the quarterback situation and uh, in Miami. And it's not necessarily who plays between Brissett and, uh, and Tua. I haven't heard anything yet about who's going to start, but it, it's, it's that 5.7 yards per attempt that Kobe Brissett, Jacoby Brissett put up uh, same type of numbers that Tua is putting up. Can they push the ball downfield, make this competitive and score some points? Uh, I don't see it, but uh, Baltimore X factor is going to be quarterback from Miami. Kobe. It, it's Baltimore. And, and, they're just the much better team um, coming off a clutch win against a, a pretty good Vikings team. I think the X factor is going to be uh, Lamar Jackson, obviously just being able to push it down the field, however he wants to, whether it be on his legs or through the air. Yeah. I got Baltimore here as well. Um, they're just the better football team period. So, yeah, uh, as usual, Thursday night football fucking sucks. So, we'll delve into Sunday. First game we got on Sunday, the Cowboys hosting the Falcons. Cowboys looking to bounce back from an ugly loss against a Broncos team that really shouldn't have beaten them, especially the way they did. Uh, Kobe, we'll start with you. Yeah, so, I, I, I was almost half tempted to take the, the Falcons simply because they could ride that momentum and clearly the Cowboys are down bad. But I think uh, the exact opposite of what happened for each of these teams is going to happen, and the Cowboys are absolutely going to demolish the Falcons. And it all starts with Dak. Had a pretty lackluster game this week, obviously. Um, So, yeah, I think Dak stepping up is going to be the big thing. Sammy? Sammy. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Dallas, and I think it's going to be a very run-heavy offense that you see. They – they get back to, to the basics. They, they feed Zeke. They feed uh, Tony Pollard. Uh, I would be surprised to see him have 200 yards on the ground in this game, and I don't think it's going to be that close. So Dallas and my X Factor is going to be Zeke in that running game. Uh, just like I said, getting back to basics. Yeah, I got Dallas here as well. Um, and I think, I think y'all are both right. It's coming down to Dak and that running game. Um, and the – the big thing for me is like every team, every good team is primed for one bad loss. It just happens. And that was the Cowboys this, this last week. So next matchup we got here, the Titans hosting the saints who you got Kobe. Uh, I'm going to say Titans Uh, all day. Adrian Peterson looked very, very good. And that was his first game this season. I think he's going to get better this coming week. And uh, the Saints, I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up in terms of. Uh... Yeah, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to give you all some context of what I just did. 
because I was curious earlier before we started recording. And so I pulled up Adrian Peterson's stat line from, uh, from the game last night. And Adrian Peterson had 10 carries for 21 yards and a touchdown. He also had a reception for five yards. So as Kobe was saying that Adrian Peterson looked good on Sunday night football, I just zoomed in on his 2.1 yards per attempt. So that was why he completely froze because he looked at his screen and just saw me zooming in on that, which is fucking hilarious. It's, you know, funny that you did that. it's funny that you did that because I went and pulled up the box score and I was going to mention something about it in my, uh, it's just, in, it's so fucking glorious that I already had it pulled up. Just makes it so much better. You know, okay. He looked better than that stat line. He was hitting the hole. I, and I think it'd be all right. All right. I'm gonna stick beside. I'm gonna stick by. It. All right, mark so. my words. He'll double that yards per attempt next week. You want oh, money on that? I'll give you old Abe Lincoln on that. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll do five on it. There yeah. ain't no fucking way this man puts up four point two yards an attempt tomorrow or on on Sunday. Well, that's a good segue. That's a good segue into what I have. Because cool, yeah. All right, we got five on it. Heard it live here, Sammy. All right, so Tennessee is going to win this game. This is going to be a very, very good defensive game. Both teams have very good defenses. My X factor is going to be Ryan Tannehill and that passing attack. Uh, they have more weapons just between Tannehill or well, Tannehill by himself as the quarterback compared to Trevor Simeon or whoever uh, whoever gets some, some gadget plays in there and Taysom. So – I think there's more firepower. That's my X factor with Tennessee. They're going to win, but it's going to be a low scoring game. Take the under. Yeah, I got the Titans here as well. I think um, I already said it. The Saints are dysfunctional. They don't know, you know, that it's smart to start your $140 million man. So, uh, yeah, I'm done with that franchise. Um, So, yeah, Titans. Uh, Next matchup we got here, the Jaguars. You know, they just beat the greatest team in the AFC, so therefore they are the greatest team in the AFC. You know, Urban Meyer just gave his finger guns right into Josh Allen's asshole. Um, and they're going to they're going to Indianapolis, buddy. What is wrong with you, <laughs> Sammy? What you got? I got the Colts. Um, I I don't think that's going to be repeatable. Uh, what they did against the Bills, uh, Bills gave them that game more than more than Jacksonville won it. So uh, I'm going to go with Indy and my X factor is going to be Carson Wentz. Can he protect the ball? Like he's been doing pretty consistently this year so far. He's right on that, that top 12 quarterback range, which probably surprises some people. So he's my X factor. Can he protect the ball? Can he not turn it over? He doesn't have to have a huge day. Uh, Colts win. Kobe. Uh, I'm actually going to say Jaguars. Right. I'm going to go uh, and say the X factor is Josh Allen just saying, fuck it, I'll do it all myself. And getting sacks and fumble recoveries and interceptions um, all as an edge rusher, essentially. So um, I'm looking for Josh Allen to to do something stupid again. Maybe make uh, Carson Wentz do one of those Matthew Stafford spinoramas right to the linebacker. There we go. Kobe, a believer in the finger guns. Uh, I'm not. 
uh, I got the Colts here. There's a reason I took the Colts to win this division on the last podcast, and I'm sticking by that here. I think they're going to keep winning, um, and they're going to start, and they're going to keep it going this week here with Jacksonville. Next game we got here. This game is super intriguing to me. This is of all the one o'clock games. This is the one I will be tuned into the Patriots hosting the Cleveland Browns. I'm, I'm really excited for this one, Kobe. Um, I'm going to say Browns and uh, the X factors. This is going to be the start of a tirade uh, by Baker Mayfield. Um the big reason I was such a Baker Mayfield fan coming out of college was the, the way that he plays angry and the fire that he can bring to a team. He's pissed off. And I think uh, the team's going to rally behind him in that way. Uh, and he's going to start throwing 300 yards a game. Yeah. Um, I actually want to chime in here. We're going to, we're going to break the mold a little bit um, because you, you were talking about the fire of Baker Mayfield. And I want to talk about that Steelers Browns game a little bit. Because I, you witnessed that fire of Baker Mayfield when he got hit, you know, a little bit after the play out of bounds, came out of the fucking pile of bodies and gave that point downfield, and everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Like you can't even tell me as a Steelers fan you saw that happen and we're like, "Oh, we might be fucked." You no, know? my dad literally texted me, "Well, fuck." Yeah, yeah, because you see that, you hear that place fucking roar, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And then you know. They had a fumble the very next play, which at no fault of Baker. But praise be to Jarvis Landry. Thanks, bub. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Browns beat themselves in that snap because they got all the fucking momentum and then beat themselves the very next play. But most clearly yeah, Browns that. Do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on Baker going on a fucking tear. And yeah, I got the Browns here too. We'll go to Sammy now. Sorry. I had to, I had to chime in right then. That's all right. Uh, I'll, I'll take New England. I think uh, the Browns are still too one-dimensional. I understand what you guys are saying about Baker and that fire, but he still only threw for 218, I think, last week. Uh, I think they're one-dimensional. I think Belichick can scheme around that. Uh, that Patriots defense is still pretty solid, and uh, I think they'll win playing at home, playing in Gillette. So my X factor is going to be that, that New England defense uh, challenging Baker to, to throw the ball downfield. And, uh, you know, get close to 300 yards like you guys were talking about. But I'm still taking you with me. All right. Next game we got here. See, when I was when I was thinking about this, you know, Bills lost to Jackson, I was like, maybe they were looking ahead to next week. And now I'm seeing next week. And that clearly wasn't the case because the Bills are going to New York to take on the Jets. So, Sammy, who you got here? The Jets beat teams that they shouldn't. And with that said, I still think Buffalo wins this game. I think uh, the X factor is going to be Josh Allen. Another Josh Allen, different one this time from the one that Kobe shouted out. I think Josh Allen shows us all how good he is uh, as a quarterback and, and why people were taking him so high in, uh, in redraft and dynasty leagues. Uh, I think he shows out this week. It's going to be pretty nasty. Kobe. Kobe. Uh, it, I think it's going to be Bills. I think it's not going to be very close. Um, I wonder if the scoreboard in MetLife Stadium uh, reaches triple digits because it might need to for this one. This is going to get ugly fast. Um, the fact of the matter is, is the X Factor is going to be there uh, practicing all week. They're 
they're not gonna let lightning strike twice at all. Also, it's on the defense. And that's two for Moose. And there you that's go. Also, it's on the defense. It's two for Moose. Kobe's got Kobe's got the Bills. I got the Bills too. I mean, my God, there's no way they do it twice. Um Next game we got here, speaking of Muth, ties in perfectly. Steelers hosting the Lions. Uh, let's get into shit show central. Kobe, it's your team. I have watched the Steelers for 23 years, and this is the game they lose. This is a game that I still don't think they do because the Lions are that fucking bad, but the Steelers will make it close. This game might go to overtime. You got next back uh, yeah, the X factor is the Steelers not doing what they always do. And let's play down to their competition. If they come out and play the way they can, it won't even be close. If they play up to their potential, it's whatever they'll have their way with them. Sammy. Yeah, I'm going to go Pittsburgh as well, but I agree with you. I think this game is going to be closer than people expect that that Lions team. This is going to sound stupid, but might be the best winless team ever. You know, they're, they're actually pretty decent. They, they fight hard. They, they played uh, the Ravens tight before they've they played some other teams tight uh the rams included so i like detroit i hope they can get their their shit together but i think Najee harris is going to show out this game he's my x factor uh and, and i think it's close but uh i i think pittsburgh wins yeah uh kobe what i will tell you there, once upon a time as a chargers fan i saw that the the Browns were playing the Chargers around the time of Christmas. <laughs> In fact, it was my senior year of high school. <laughs> and I said to my friends, I said, the Browns will go in. I, I shit you not. I said this to them in September. I will bring them in to this fucking podcast and like get their analysis to just prove that this story is true because it's obnoxiously accurate and it pains me that it is. I said to them in September, I said, the San Diego chargers will go into this game on Christmas against the winless Browns and the Browns will get their lone win of the season against these chargers. And then it happened. And for that reason, I am taking the Detroit Lions. All right. Okay. I think I don't I don't feel like that team is bad enough to not win a single game. I think it's it should be their first game with back with Tyrell Williams. And I think that really will open up another dynamic for them as well. Um I see so yeah, I'm gonna take the Lions. I'm going to be wrong, but damn it, if I'm right, it'll look fucking cool. <laughs> That's what I got. That's how I felt about the tie last week. Yeah, if, if you'd fucking nailed that, dude, my God. I'd have sucked. I, I'd have driven up to fucking your part of PA and sucked your dick. Um, Whoa. Yeah, made it happen. Hey, Quinn, Quinn, don't act like you wouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. <laughs> Kobe says while fucking foaming at the mouth about Pat Fryermuth. Um, hey, I didn't say it's. We're not talking about me. We're talking about yeah. you. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, next matchup here, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers heading to D.C. to take on the Washington football team. Uh, Sammy, what you got here? I think it's going to be uh, be Tampa. Uh, this is another game that I can see being tighter than people expect. Uh, if you remember back to the, uh, the playoffs, I picked Washington to beat Tampa last year in that wild card game. Uh, and my X factor then was that front four of, of Washington. Now they haven't performed at what we expect this year so far, but if they can put pressure on Brady, he does not move around well, obviously at 43 years old. So if they can get pressure, they have a chance in this game, but I still think Tampa ends up winning it. Kobe. I remember when Taylor, what Taylor Heineke did in that game. And I think given the chance again, he'll win that game. Give me Washington. Give me Taylor Heineke doing something special. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I got uh, I got Tampa here. I still like Taylor Heineke, but honestly, the Washington defense hasn't shown up this year. And that was the key to last year was that defense was just fucking incredible. Honestly, if you'd taken that defense and given them a semi-decent offense, that team's a Super Bowl contender. And yet, for some reason, that same defense has been an absolute dud this year. So, yeah, that's I, – I, I have no faith in that team. Give me Tampa. Also, great couple of plays by Justin Fields right there. Who we got next? Next game we got here, yeah. It's it's an interesting one. Um, the Cardinals hosting the Carolina Panthers. Um, yeah, I, mm, this 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 matchup intrigues me too, Kobe. Um, I'm gonna say it's the Cardinals, and I I don't care if Kyler Murray is healthy. I don't care if Kyler Murray Murray plays in a wheelchair. Um, it, the quarterback play really isn't going to matter. Um, Sam Darnold's not moving the ball like he was the first couple weeks. Um, it, it, it's just been insane. Um, the downhill that they that he's gone. So my X factor, is Sam Darnold, Cardinals win. Sammy. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals, and I don't care if if Kyler Murray plays or not. My X factor is going to be that running game for Arizona. Uh, Connor had 21 carries for 96 yards, two touchdowns, five catches on five targets for 77 yards and another touchdown. Uh, if they can utilize those running backs, even if Colt McCoy's in, uh, I think they got a they get they got a really good chance to win this game really easily. Uh, Sam Darnold is just a disaster right now. So Arizona pretty easily X factor running game. So here's the way I look at it, right? So you got the Carolina Panthers. You got the Arizona Cardinals. Cats eat birds, but only if they can catch them because birds can fly. And these Arizona Cardinals can fucking fly. Therefore, the Cardinals are going to win on Sunday. You had me there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, while we're talking in metaphoricals, we got the Vikings who believed in Thor and Thor controlled lightning and thunder. And they're playing the chargers, the team of lightning. 
in LA, SoFi Stadium. Sammy, who you got? So since it's in LA, it's going to be a home game for Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Vikings here. And uh, I think my X factor is going to just be a, a let off from, from the Chargers. Distant this year uh, from a week-to-week standpoint, I think Dalvin Cook has a big game. Um, actually, I'll make him my X factor. I think Dalvin has another big game. That running run defense of, uh, of the Chargers is, is not the best. And that offense of Minnesota is pretty solid. So give me Minnesota in kind of an upset here. Kobe. Um, so my one thing is with, with uh, taking the Vikings is they've lost several games this year. By Sorry, hang on. What a fucking throw by Fields. That's like up there with one of the best passes I've seen all year. Thread the needle and double coverage to Jimmy Graham. 30 yards downfield. It's figuring it out, man. Hell yeah, he is. My God, that was a great ball. All right, Kobe, finish what you were saying. About Sorry. Yeah, no, I just saw that happen, and that deserved fucking comment. And it leads to a touchdown on the next fucking play. What'd you just say? Hey, you're ahead of me, dude. No, you're ahead I of apologize then. I didn't, re- I didn't realize I was that far ahead of y'all. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what do you got for the Chargers Vikings? Yeah. Well, restart your Chargers Vikings thing because that, that all was happening and it was fucking awesome to see. Depends who you ask. Anyway, um, I'm not going to take the, I don't want to take the Vikings here because they've lost several games by three points or less, uh, including to the Cardinals, inclu- uh, to the um, Cowboys. They lost to four. Um, and then just recently to the Ravens. They, so they're losing one possession games. Um, but the Chargers also do that same shit. So I don't know who's going to win. It's whoever wants to win. It's going to, X factors the kickers. I'm taking uh, Chargers because they're home. Quinn. Oh, it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be a great fucking game. What's gonna be interesting is I'm not gonna be able to watch it, at least not as a whole, because uh, I'm going to a concert on Sunday, and you know, yeah, I, I'll I'll catch like the first half before the show starts, but um, as a whole, I'm not gonna watch a whole lot of this game. Um, yeah, I think, I think the chargers will get them. Um, cause I think at the end of the day, I think Herbert outduels Kirk cousins. Uh, so I'm gonna take the chargers now and we have a kicker that can actually make game winning field goals for once. And I, that might be what it comes down to again. Where's he from? What Dustin Hopkins? I mean, he came from Washington. No, he's from Florida state bro. Come on. Oh, I mean, you're welcome. Kicker you. If you're asking where he came from to us, it was Washington, D.C. Or sorry, Landover, Maryland. All right, who we got next? Next matchup we got here, we have the NFC East killer, Denver Broncos hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know who's paying $108 to watch these two teams play football, but that's the get-in price for this game. Um, Sammy, we'll start with you. Oh, man, this is a tough one. Um, 
I guess I'm going to go Denver. They showed something last week against a very good Dallas Cowboys team. Hopefully they don't uh, regress to what we, we all think they are. Uh, my X factor is going to be Teddy. Uh, just like it was last week, I said he was my X factor, and if he didn't turn the ball over, they had a chance. He didn't turn the ball over. He distributed it well to that wide receiving core. Uh, he got it all over the field. So I'm going to go Denver here. Yeah. Um, Kobe. Uh, one, is this the toilet bowl this week? I got, or the closest thing to it? Two, I'm, I, I would say this is probably the toilet bowl. Yeah. All right. And yeah, I'm saying Broncos. I think it's going to come down to those touchdown hungry running backs and Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, which I saw an interesting stat about Javante Williams. I think it was 35 forced missed tackles on the season so far. Some absurd number like that. So he, on a consistent basis, he's making people miss. What do you think, they Quinn? Had a, they had 190 yards rushing against a pretty good Dallas defense. So the running back yeah. are a good shell for next factor. Uh, what I think is the Bears are beating themselves right now, not the Steelers beating them. Um, what I think for this game specifically. Um, good oh God, God. Najee. Yeah, no, that carry was fucking awesome. Uh, God, I hate this fucking matchup. I'm going to take the Eagles. <laughs> I think, I think they might've came into their own a little bit. They're going against a really good pass defense, but I could see them. I could see them beating the Broncos here. I think it'll be a close game. I think it's an ugly game because both teams suck. Um, it, it, give me, give me Philly. I don't I, fuck it. Next matchup we got here, the Packers. Looks like Rodgers should be back uh, against the Seahawks, who will have Russell Wilson back. Uh, that God, please let both these quarterbacks play, because my God, it'd be fun to watch. Uh, Kobe, who you got? Um, if Aaron Rodgers plays, they win. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, Seahawks win. Yes. That's it. That's factor. That's it. Sammy? Yeah, I'm going to go Green Bay. Uh, my X factor isn't if Aaron Rodgers plays. I think he does. It's uh, going to be how up to speed is he. Uh, I mean, obviously, he can sit through meetings via Zoom and all that to, to go through the game plan. I'm not worried about the physical talent uh, with that. I mean, he's, he's healthy. He's fine from, from COVID. And Russell Wilson's coming back from that broken finger. He's actually got a physical ailment that he's got to come back from. He gets the practice time, but still, there's it's, it's in his throwing hand, too. So, uh, X Factors, Aaron Rodgers, and Green Bay wins. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually right with Kobe. If for some, you know, COVID bullshit reasons, R Rogers doesn't go, it's the Seahawks. If Rogers goes, it's the Packers. Well, he's he's cleared from, from quarantine on Saturday. That's why I said what I did. I, they know he's going to be available for the game. <laughs> not if he doesn't fail a test. I was about to say, but that's pending some tests and stuff. So... That's what I'm saying if he goes. Beautiful. All right. So, yeah, I'm right with Kobe. If Rodgers goes, I got the Packers. We've seen what Jordan Love can do, and the answer is not much. Um, so, yeah. 
Right, hold on. Don't don't get yourself stuck in a Chris Collinsworth uh, freezing cold take. Sorry, did you not watch their game against the Chiefs? I I did. Okay, moving on. Um. <laughs> yeah, let, hold on. Let, let, let me tell you a quick story from this weekend. So I always watch Red Zone when I'm when I'm home on Sundays. My wife hates it because she only half pays attention, and she's always like, "What game are we watching now?" Like she's all confused because it keeps flipping. So she made me turn on the Chiefs-Packers game, and then she didn't even watch it. I'm look, I look over at her, and she's, she's a realtor. She's sending emails and doing stuff like that. And I'm like, what the hell? You made me turn on one specific game. I have to watch commercials now, and you're not even watching this shit. So I turn it back, and then she would cry again. It, it sucked. I wanted to punch her in the face. I wouldn't do that. just want to make, make, throw that out there, but I wanted to. Sammy is Chris Brown confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make my wife Rihanna? What are you saying, Sammy? All right, let's move on. <laughs> oh, God. He's siren right after he says that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Sammy? All right, let's move on. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was so perfect <laughs> next matchup we got here it, i love that it's sunday night football because i think it's the best matchup of the week the raiders hosting the chiefs sunday night football kobe we'll start with you this one's hard to pick uh okay. which team winning would piss you off more Always the Raiders. I'm going Raiders. My X factor is going to be what can Derek Carr do without Henry Ruggs um, and with his new weapon and uh, Deshaun Jackson. Sammy? This is a tough one for me. I could see either team blowing the other one um, easily. But uh, I'm leaning Kansas City, I think. Because I think at some point they're going to have to get their shit together. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go Kansas City, but I don't love it. Uh, and my X factor is going to be just that offense as a whole. Can they can they get to to where they need to be, where we've seen them in the past, and can they start clicking? So no specific player, but just the offense as a whole. Quinn? Holy shit, I'll wait for you all to see it. Uh, you'll, you'll react to it, Kobe. Um, yeah. There it is. Um, Hold on. Did they play Renegade before that? Just I don't fucking play- know, bud. My sounds muted is just like yours is. Um, but yeah, I got the Raiders here. Um, as dysfunctional as that franchise has been in the last few weeks between Gruden and Ruggs and Machine Gun Kelly, um, <laughs> it's... Uh, th- the Chiefs have somehow been more dysfunctional due to one man, Jackson Mahomes. He's literally not on the roster and somehow has made that team more dysfunctional. So, yeah, give me the Raiders here. And for those of y'all who get the Machine Gun Kelly reference, I greatly appreciate you. Wait, Sammy, do you know what we're – do you know it? Arnett. Okay, yeah, good, good. All right, yeah. Yeah, their corner, their corner got caught on video. 
threatening somebody with a gun, threatening to kill somebody with a gun. And uh, not just any somebody, a fan that trolled him in his DMs. Yeah, so, it, yeah, it, it's a ridiculous situation there in Vegas. Yeah. But, hey, Ra- Raiders going to Raiders, right? That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. That's literally, I mean, you know, we had we had a fucking broadcast, you know, with a Raiders fan. And, you know, I said, you know, they're the scummiest franchise in football. And they're living up to their name. Racist piece of shit coach. Wide receiver that can't, you know, hold his liquor. Cornerback that threatens to kill people. Mm. And it also is checking boxes. Um, he has Monday Night Football, another divisional matchup. As the Rams look to bounce back traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, Sammy. I'm going to take the Rams. I think it's a bounce back for them. They didn't play very well. My X factor is going to be Matt Stafford. He particularly did not play very well. Two picks. I think he might have had a fumble. Don't quote me on that, but uh, he didn't have his best game. I think they uh, they fixed a lot of those problems and uh, keep feeding my boy Cooper Cup. Kobe. Um, I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, X Factor is going to be a bounce back game for uh, Matthew Stafford. Um, had one of the worst games I've seen him play. Um, and that includes his time in Detroit. And uh, I think he's going to come out and, and do better with that. Yeah, I got the Rams here as well. Because um, they're the better team. And as we're all taking the Rams here, it's gotten me genuinely curious. Have we disagreed on a single Monday night oh, yeah. football game? Oh, Monday night? Monday night. Was, oh, was, there we I go. Was... Kobe took Detroit over the Packers in week two. Sammy, you took the Eagles over the Cowboys in week three. We all had the Chargers. The Sammy, Colts you took the, the Colts over the Ravens. Never mind. It's not as I had the Titans over the uh, the Bills, which hit. Ne- never mind. I, I, I was going to try to make a point about Monday night football always being a foregone conclusion. And clearly it didn't back up on picks. Never mind. I thought the same thing though. Yeah. That was my like initial thought. Cause I feel like we agree more often than not, but then I literally went through five weeks of picks and we, there were not much, there was not much agreement. So fuck my point. Never mind. Um, but you know what point you shouldn't fuck over? You know what point you shouldn't ignore? The kind of point that comes with prime beef. The prime beef take of the week. Thanks, Quinn. So this week, my prime beef take's not at all football related. It's about something a little closer to home. So I recently got in a real bad car crash. Ended up rolling the car. Ended up getting ejected from the car. The moral of the story of all that, I'm, I'm okay. But I probably shouldn't be. Wear your damn seatbelt. I, I always pride myself on usually wearing it, and I didn't that st- uh, that time, and I uh, I almost uh, met a few people I didn't think I'd meet for a long time. Um, so, yeah, wear your seatbelt. And as always, every week, it's time for Sammy's number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Thanks, Quinn. I was going to go with uh... – 
something that happened last Sunday and uh, it hadn't all quite come out yet uh, before Monday night football uh, and we recorded, uh, but that was the Texas coach. You know, this is, this is going to be my, uh, my honorable mention Texas uh, coach whose uh, girlfriend's pet monkey bit a kid while trick or treating. And if you haven't looked at the story, it's effing hilarious. The, the woman's uh, Twitter profile or Instagram, whatever it is, her name is Pole Assassin. Did you guys happen to see this? No. Uh, look it up. It's absolutely ridiculous. Her pet monkey bit a uh, bit a kid. They had a haunted house set up in their house. Long, long story short, like I said, monkey bites somebody. Her name's Pole Assassin. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But uh, based on what happened uh, on Tuesday with with Henry Ruggs and everything that came out. That's got to be my number one bullshit. So we alluded to, to him not being on the team, and I'm sure you guys know. Uh, so this is going to be a little PSA for me. Uh, I mean, come on. This guy lives in, in Vegas. There's Ubers everywhere. There's, there's no excuse. To, to the team drive, offers free drivers. To, there's no excuse to go out and, and drive drunk at any time. And, uh, you know, the guy was going 157 miles an hour, I think it was. 156 miles clocked, 127 at impact. Yeah. So he was hauling ass and uh, – and, unfortunately hit another vehicle um woman was still alive after he hit her car caught on fire and uh she ended up dying because of the resulting fire took the life of a 23 year old woman yeah i mean that's and that's a dog an absolute, that's an absolute shame um but like i said there's no excuse for, for driving drunk um you know we all like to go out and have a beverage here and there but ubers are are all over the place get a ride from somebody it, it doesn't matter and most bars if, if you tell them you're too intoxicated to drive. They'll buy. They'll get you a cab. Not buy a cab. They'll get you a cab. Um, you know, it's just a, a really, really unfortunate situation. The guy's 23 years old. She was 23 years old. Uh, his life is basically over. They're looking at two to 20 years. I'm sure it's going to be closer to the max. I've heard he's facing up to 46 years. Yeah, there was another because of multiple that, counts. Yeah, the the just the the DUI with uh with the loss of life gets him two to 20. And obviously, like I said, he's going to be on the higher end of that. The judge said he's never seen speeds as high as, as those that, that were involved in this this collision. So um, that's my number one bullshit. Like I said, find a ride, get somebody to drive you, um, whatever the case may be. But there's no excuse for driving drunk. And uh, in this case, it's it's taking somebody's life and, and really ruined somebody who's a, a promising athlete, had the world at his, at his feet. So uh, it's a shame. It's really sad. And uh, it shouldn't happen. So, like I said, get an Uber, get a ride, whatever the case may be. That's my number one bullshit. Sorry, it's a somber one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a damn shame. From so many different perspectives. You have, <clears throat> from the pure football perspective, right, a guy who was – Primed to be a premier athlete in the NFL. Career's gone. From a perspective of specifically Henry Ruggs. The dude had his entire life ahead of him. He just signed this, you know, he was a first-round draft pick. He got in a good contract. And now, due to, you know, civil cases and insurance cases and everything else, he's broke. Henry Ruggs is now broke. He has lost everything. He's going, if he is not already, you know, will lose everything he has. And then on top of that, I'd say he serves a good 20 years in prison. 
because the thing is he's going to serve two to 20 off the woman he killed. He's going to serve another two to 20 off his girlfriend who was in the car with him. Then he's going to serve more off of another felony charge. I don't remember that charge, but there's, I think there's five total felony charges on this whole thing. Like he's going away for probably 20 plus years. Like, that's it. You went from having, literally, you went from having life by the balls to throwing it away in one dumb as fuck mistake. And it, it really summarizes, because, like, I, I do kind of live by the, uh, by the motto, I don't believe in bad people, I believe in bad choices. He made one bad choice and threw his entire life away. And, and one somebody bad else's. choice. And somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. He threw his life away and ended the life of somebody else in one bad choice. Do I think that he's a bad person? No. But that bad choice ended the life of somebody else and destroyed his own. Get an Uber, get a cab, get a friend to drive you, whatever. Maybe use the fucking drivers that your football team offers you every day oh i'm talking i'm talking to our listeners they probably don't have free transportation provided oh they do it's something i've seen online since this whole thing came out the raiders literally as a part of your contract offer you a driver no i'm talking about our listeners don't have that option oh oh i see what you're saying now yeah yeah um like i know like me personally i know my limit i've had like I'll have two beer, two beers. After two beers, I'm good to drive. I know, I know my limit. I had a third beer at a bar one night. I called my buddy. I was like, "Hey, can you come pick me up? Give me a ride home." He's like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I got you." And he goes, "If you, get a ride home, you know, call your buddies." It, you know, if you if you got buddies that are up, call them. Um, if you don't, you know, take an Uber, leave your car there. That's you know, don't drink and drive. That that's the moral of the story. Don't be a fucking idiot. All right, wrap this up on on a non somber note. Go look up Pole Assassin and that whole story because that will put a smile on your face because it's that damn funny. Now, if you want something, you know, really great to listen to is, you know, like I, like I said, every week, you know, I try to bring y'all something new in the world of music for my music moment. It just so happened my favorite band dropped a song on Friday and it's fucking fantastic. Um, it was Slipknot. They dropped a new single on Friday. Um, if if you're a Slipknot fan, it's a it, it really has that feel of like a 75-25 cross between their self-titled in Iowa, 75% being that self-titled album. Um, and my God, I fucking love it. It's called the Chapeltown Rag. 
Oh my God. I, I've had that bitch on repeat since Friday. And you know, we're recording this on Monday. I've I've already listened to it like 50 times. It's fucking incredible. I love it. Check it out right here, right now. We're out. Peace. Read all about it if you want to know. Read all about what they want you to know.